the Value Coffee Talk podcast. Hi, I'm April Morley. I'm co-founder of Genius Drive and the Enterprise Value Collective. And I'm Tom Pasello, the ROI guy. This podcast is a service of the Enterprise Value Collective. It's a community for business value-focused leaders and practitioners and is sponsored by our value consultancy, Genius Drive. And our mission is to help accelerate and optimize value articulation in each of your customer engagements and throughout your customer lifecycle. And to talk about that today, we've got Bill Liebler. He's the Director of Value Management for NetSuite, Oracle, and a veteran business unit partner and sales leader. Uh, We'll be covering the topic of the language of value. Welcome, Bill. Thank you very much, April and Tom. Uh, looking forward to today's session. Awesome. So yeah, the first for question joining is, us. what the heck is the language of value? What is that to you? Yeah, it's. Uh, I love that question. Um, and I think uh, because I think the first aspect of the language of value is questions. Uh, if you can't articulate good questions, ask good open-ended questions, Uh, because I view it as our role is to really help discover our prospects' key whys. Why are they going to buy? Why would they buy now? And the way we do that is first by asking questions, and then second, the language is silence. Listening to their responses, really being able to let them talk for a while, And then as they're talking, capture the key elements of what they're bringing up so that then you can start to peel back the layers around um, their why. And obviously, if you have multiple folks on a value discovery call or um, anytime you're engaging with the customer, you'll find that different folks have different whys, but there's bound to be a a key one um, that is going to drive their decision to move forward or not. So I think those are the the first two, and we can hit on some more as as we move forward. Yeah, Bill, I love that, that it's like, what's the language of value? It's listening, not talking. So, (laughs) yes, absolutely. So, So why do you think it's so important for sellers to understand and become proficient in the language of value? And I understand it starts with silence. What are some of the other components? You know, The business acumen aspect is so important. Again, it's that if you can get the dialogue going, um, I would always start value discovery calls I did with, you know, you don't wake up and think it's a great day to change ERP. No one does that. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's challenging. It can be disruptive. So what's your why? And then being able to listen to their challenges, their pain points, and have the acumen to know how to begin to pick those apart. Um, They can say very generic things. Oh, we don't have good enough reporting or our visibility is poor. Oh, visibility into what? And if you understand the context of their business, are they service oriented? Are they product oriented? Being able to ask that next level question of, you know, based on what they're saying, potentially do not have visibility into maybe um, your project staffing and project performance. So, you know, could that be an area? Could you tell me a little bit more? Then that could lead to an answer that could potentially get you where 
I believe it's okay to lead the witness in what we do. And so leading the witness to, oh, well, if we could provide that, could that lead to better project profitability for you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So what percentage of your revenue is project-based? So now we learn that. And then that leads to a question a lot of sellers struggle with, which is asking private company, which is mostly who we sell to, what's your annual revenue? So just that whole stream of conversation related to what they are saying, not coming in with a canned pitch mm -hmm. around how we could help a certain type of business because they're, all the needs are going to be different. So that business acumen allows you to identify the pain points, get to the key metrics mm -hmm. and to the qualitative value because, you know, value is not just, better revenue growth, better profitability. It's also, what are some of the qualitative things, such as maybe, uh, I remember one conversation with um, a prospect and she had spent most of the weekend, a holiday weekend, working on closing the books. Mm -hmm. Theme for that sale became giving her her weekends back. <laughs> yeah. That had a lot of value to her. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of things there to really highlight. I think one is this kind of peeling of the onion to make sure that you're not just taking that first response of, yeah, well, we need more visibility in our reports, but that curiosity to dig deeper, I think is an important element. And we see too often that sellers are asking that initial question and then getting a response, but then immediately pitching a solution to it rather than taking the time to dig deeper. Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, we have to get to the solution. We have to link, you know, the capabilities of, um, of a product to those challenges that then we can also, you know, hopefully quantify how those capabilities are, can, can impact the business performance. As I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of it depends on on the buyers and who's involved. It's, you know, values in the eye of the beholder and in an evaluation and, and you all have communicated wonderfully how complicated it's getting. They're doing their research. They know so much more, um, particularly now we've got, you know, investment groups or PEs or boards that we've got to make sure we're articulating that value too. So, it's going to be very different for a controller or an inventory manager than it is for a CFO, CEO, PE investor, board member. And being able to get that scope and be able to prepare um, a concise um, customer worded, if that's a word, customer, mm -hmm. <laughs> putting it in the customer's language, because I think maybe that's, you know, the ultimate element of value of the language of value is going from product speak to customer speak, speaking in their language, articulating your deliverables and how you present them with what they call things, with how they articulated certain things is really key because ultimately, you know, as our team, we're building business cases often. Our ultimate goal is for them to own the business case. It goes from mm -hmm. being our business case to theirs, and we've done our job. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's a really good point about kind of going a couple of layers into the conversation to better understand the customer's challenges, the quantifiers, the qualifiers. Um, one of the things I've heard in the field is just this kind of concern, like if I go and ask a question and the customer comes back and says, I don't know, or they respond negatively to the questions, like how can you really coach you know, people in the field who are practicing this when they're going to find themselves in a situation where they don't know what the next right question is or they're getting resistance from the customer? Yeah, that's um, certainly have seen that. I think, you know, those two aspects, um, if they don't know, um, it often really opens the door to simply be able to ask them, um, you know, would you be able to, you know, find that out? We'd be happy to send an email with a couple of the questions that may help you go to the right person and get the answer. So kind of take them off the spot a little bit um, mm -hmm. of needing to go find out. Um, also a great qualifier. Are they interested enough to go do a little bit of work to, to find it out? The non-responsive ones, um, you know, again, uh, I think you have to go back to that open-ended question of kind of, you know, in essence, why are we here? Why are we having this conversation? If they're mm -hmm. reluctant to talk about their business, it makes me wonder, are they really qualified as, as mm -hmm. a prospect? And you know, one of the guidance I, we have for sellers is use these questions and do this digging to help you qualify. Um, one of the folks I work closely with, um, her tagline is, let's make sure we're working winnable deals. Mm -hmm. And if they're not going to open up a little bit on what their why is, what they see the impact of a solution being, you know, whether it's an ERP like NetSuite or it's a you know, CRM or it's uh, you know, a new AI product that helps them do something, um, they may just be kicking tires or you may just be column fodder. So, you know, at times you got to take a step back and say, if they're not going to work with us to help uncover the value, then maybe, maybe we really don't have a prospect. <laughs> now, Bill, one of the things you did was to help sellers in this, you created what I think you call it the buzzwords program. Can you share a little bit with us what that was about and the impact? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of our fairly new folks um, over in the UK, um, she happened to be a customer. She also happened to be an accountant. And as she started working with reps, she realized a lot of them, that acumen that I talked about earlier was, um, could could use some enhancement. And um, she put together initially just a list of buzzwords and we picked up on that. Thought, this is a great idea. We built that out and then began to share it among the sellers. And, and the idea was if you hear something like, um, oh, it, you know, it takes us too long to get information to senior management at month end. Okay. That's a signal. Dig in on, well, how long is it taking you to close the books? What are your challenges around that? How many resources does it take? Um, you know, what would it mean if you could deliver that in 
you're saying it's 16 days today. What would it mean if you could deliver that in five? So we, we give a couple of questions that when they hear certain words are triggers for them to go back to that first statement of the open-ended questions to help them dig through that. And, you know, as we look across businesses, you, we get, there are so many new hybrid businesses is what, what I'm calling them. They're a mix of service and product or product and service. And so folks that have been used to selling into a certain industry now all of a sudden need to be more aware of, oh, wait, you're a project-based business, but you have inventory. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does that mean? You know, what, 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 does, uh, what does it mean to be able to do order fulfillment now? And the, just those kind of buzzwords, just really, the idea was just help them have a cheat sheet to feel more comfortable. Couple of the key questions, two, three, um, just again, it's a, a live enablement, if you will, because they get to practice this. They can have those printed and posted in their cubicle or ready to go. They can practice it with us. They can practice it with a manager. And we've actually run some sessions where we took teams through it and did a little bit of interactive kind of um, discussion just to get them more comfortable and to help them get a little deeper business acumen. Yeah, I think teaching them how to peel that onion is important where, you know, if a customer asks answers a certain way that they are then curious about the time it takes or the resources involved or the errors that occur or the costs that are incurred with that or the risks or the opportunity missed. And, you know, there's there's a formula that you can run where you can run through the catalog of these like, okay, I, I know now how to peel the onion on that. I think the other important thing is that values in the eye of the beholder is something that you mentioned and something that we know is really important. A lot of times our sellers are meeting with and having to justify and deal with stakeholders who are new to them and their personas that they might not know how they tick, right? So we have to do extra training and extra value enablement and sales enablement around these new personas. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's kind of that point around the hybrid businesses. They may have mm-hmm. never talked to somebody who ran a warehouse or mm-hmm. somebody who runs projects. And Tom, you just hit on a word that, that I was kind of remiss in the beginning around questions is curiosity is, you know, maybe the most important. It may not be the language, but it's the gut of, you know, mm-hmm. value of just being open to to learn, whether it's before a call, during a call, after a call, you know, looking and really digging in on what what could I've done better or differently, um, and and it just wraps around all those other elements so so nicely. So thank thank you for throwing that word um, on onto uh, the mix here. Yeah, so curiosity and then a desire for development as well, right? Going back and looking at how it went, what could be improved. And, you know, change is hard. You know, it takes time to learn a new skill. It can be challenging to get an entire organization on board. How has this been going for you and have you faced any resistance? It's been going well. Um there are always teams that are 
who are willing to embrace it. And a lot of that, quite frankly, comes from, you know, sales management. You're going to have uh, sales managers and sales leaders that are real advocates for doing proper discovery, learning more, putting things into the context of the customer. Um, and those teams we've we've done uh, you know a good bit of work with. Uh, uh, they've really embraced the idea. Um, they're seeing progress with their you know reps just improving. Um, and it comes out in all kinds of ways. It comes out in forecast calls when, hey, uh, so you're talking to Tom and April. Why are they going to buy? <laughs> Mm -hmm. If they're silent, you're like, okay, you got some homework to do. Whereas yeah. if they say, oh, well, we've hit on these three or four key elements um, and and that's really what's driving it. And we've been able to address that both through the solution. Um, maybe they've worked with value management. Maybe they've used one of our tools to help present, um, you know, the benefits case without getting mm -hmm. into ROI and all the, you know, deeper stuff we may need to do on certain deals, but really arming them with that. So I'd say it's gone well. It's, um, you know, this is an ongoing, uh, and Tom and I, I think have known each other now 20 years. So uh, it's been an ongoing journey of inculcating value, selling, and, and this, this, the language of value, the thinking about it and, and driving it throughout the sales cycle from an intro call all the way through to you know, a pricing call. Let's not pre present price without telling them the value of what they're going to get for the price. Um, so so I think it's, it's gone, it's gone well with, you know, more, certainly plenty more work to do. And things have changed. So, and continue to evolve. And so we always need these new techniques that we're trying to get the sellers to learn. And then I think the ones that are the most willing to adapt to that are the ones that ultimately are the top performers. What's the one piece of advice you'd like to leave with our Enterprise Value Collective with today, Bill? Yeah, I think I think probably the one piece of advice is, um, you know, have you really thought about what, the language of value means for your organization. Um, you know, have you worked with reps and sales leaders to um, look at ways to help um, the sellers and, and solution consultants and others involved to um, you know, be more focused on being curious, asking the right questions, gathering the right information, versus jumping just into product. And I know all the folks so far that I've ever listened to and, and on, the, on the podcast certainly are there, but I think it's it's always good to take a step back um, coming up on the end of the year and saying, you know, are we really hitting on helping our sellers be better at um, discovering and speaking to uh, the key value of uh, what our customers and prospects need uh, to impact their business. Bill, I love what you said about it being not just the sellers, but the commercial team, right? So thinking yes. about the BDRs and how they're approaching, how the solution Absolutely. engineers are working, and then customer success, which we didn't get much of a chance to talk about. But 
maybe maybe oh, have you back to discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the Value Coffee Talk podcast, Bill. It's great to have you. Thank you. Honored to be uh, with you all and uh, appreciate the opportunity to join you today. Thank you. So please sign up if you haven't done so yet to the Enterprise Value Collective on LinkedIn or on our GeniusDrive.com website to stay in touch with the latest events, tools, insights, podcasts, and more. Hit subscribe so you can Get notified proactively that a new episode has been published. We're publishing about one a week now. So we'd love to have you be notified on that and hit the like button. Um, Bill's looking for uh, as many thumbs up as he can get always. So, And Bill, a big thumbs up to you. Thank you again for participating. Absolutely. Until next time, our Enterprise Value Collective keeps sharing and growing together.